Welcome to Better Than MJ and Kobe Question Mark. I'm Cthulhu's Prodigy. And it's Stitch here. We are finally back. We have uh, taken a long hiatus after a pilot episode. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, some real-life adulting stuff got in the way, so I wasn't able to uh, be back down in the Hayward area. But uh, I'm back for the weekend, and uh, we've missed a lot of good basketball that uh, has been going on to talk about. And we all know that ball is life. Ball is life. So, goddamn. For those of you who heard the pilot, we went in on NBA history quite a bit and some of the current stuff. The playoffs are here and in full effect. We are almost at the Western Conference Finals and Eastern Conference Finals right now. Yeah, we uh, we just, before we recorded, we saw the uh, Miami Heat send it to Game 7 up in Toronto. I think they play on Sunday. Uh, so we'll have a, a Game 7, and hopefully it'll be a, a nice, interesting uh, battle between the Raptors and, and Heat. Um, I don't really know who I want to win in that series. Um, Storyline, obviously, a lot, most of, I would assume speaking for most of America they want to see LeBron versus Miami um but I mean Toronto if they can pull it off they they're they're in a spot there they were they were the number two seed correct this year yes they were they're the number two seed so uh if they can pull it off good for them as well yeah I mean um I think really only uh Drake would want Toronto (laughs) to uh actually make it um but here's the deal though Game seven's on the road, which Miami will be a road team. Uh, that, those are t- those are difficult. Those yeah. are damn near impossible. And it'll be really hostile, especially with the whole uh, Wade Canada anthem. Thing yeah, going. there there you go. So it's going to be a loud arena. Um, I want Miami to win, but I never pick the road team just uh, on GP when it comes to game sevens. I yeah. just never do. It, it's a real hard uphill climb to, to take out a team on their home court for game seven. So yep. it'll be interesting to see, I guess, what the, the line is uh, for all those gambling people out there. See what the uh, who's favored and by how much. I, I'm probably sure Toronto will be favored. Um, we'll see, I guess, what's going on with Whiteside. If he can get healthy in time for the game seven, if he can be on limited minutes, or if he's just going to sit back and chill. I'm thinking not for Whiteside, although I really like him as a player defensively. I think he's the second or third best defensive big man we have in the league right now, which I know it's not a league of big men anymore, but um, from a defensive standpoint, guy can block some shots, especially against some inferior teams who aren't expecting great shot blocking from Miami, yeah. who haven't read the scouting report, because he hasn't been there for forever, you know what I mean? Yeah, he's he's really good. Um, he bounced around, from what I understand, in his earlier years. Uh, a lot of teams, uh, sort of like the, the scouting report on him, was that he, he was kind of immature. And you can still see it in some of, that, some oh, of his actions. And uh, if you pay attention to some of the storylines, he kind of gets himself involved with some some knucklehead-type type activities and stuff uh, with the team. Um, but this seems to be, I guess, a, obviously a, a legitimate injury. So uh, if he can get back out, out on the, the court healthy, I think uh, Toronto, I mean, I'm sorry, Miami will be uh, will give Cleveland a challenge if they do advance and make it to the uh, Eastern Conference Finals. The problem with uh, Cleveland versus Miami, obviously the emotions will be super high. But, you know, it's really the difference. The difference maker is going to be Kyrie. And I just don't see Miami having anybody defensively who can keep up with Kyrie, you know, for all of those games. But, uh, again, assuming Miami makes it. But um, 
We'll see. I mean, I, I just like competitive basketball this time of year. I don't like blowout series, um, especially when you're talking about the Western and Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, especially Cleveland's had a nice little cakewalk to uh, get where they're at right now because they haven't lost. Correct? No, they no, haven't they lost. Swept, they swept, they swept two series. And Atlanta. I mean... I thought Atlanta would put up a... Be a little bit more competitive. Paper Tigers, you know? Every year with them. Every, I mean, they're, they're just such a... Really a soft franchise. Let's be very honest, man. I mean... Just, let's call out Atlanta. It's a, it's, a, it's a bad sports town. It's a shit town for it's, sports. <laughs> all, their, all their teams are soft. And the Hawks seem to be one of those teams that fit the, the mold. Yeah, I mean, the real big problem... And I lived there for several years. So I'm not just talking as an outsider, California West Coast boy. Um, I lived there for four years from like 98 to 02. And um, the biggest issue with the town is you got a lot of East Coast, East Coast, Midwest transplants, even West Coast transplants, who don't give two shits about Atlanta sports one, one way or another. And every now and again, like when the Falcons have a quasi good year or the Braves are playing well or whatever, they'll go to socialize. But, yeah. you know, they don't, there, there's no heart in that town when it comes to sports, really and truly. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a shame. But uh, let's switch gears. Uh, we got a new MVP in the league right now. Well, yeah, yeah, a unanimous MVP, first time ever. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, I was hoping it would be unanimous because I don't think there was a question mark about it. I thought that somewhere some idiot reporter in Cleveland might write LeBron in just because he wanted to make a name for himself as yep. a reporter, but it didn't happen. It uh, and it, it was well deserved. And uh, once again, you have another. You have a more. Old ass, hating ass motherfuckers, NBA players, and with a uh, T Mac this time. Yeah, Tracy McGrady. Yeah, and he's he's not even like an old old head. No, because he, <laughs> he played in the two thousands. <laughs> he was yeah he he just retired maybe like two three years ago. Yep, trying to chasing after a ring on San Antonio's bench, and uh, him hating on oh I, I think that somebody else should have got some votes and everything and it, it it's. It's really embarrassing. It's like, it's like, why are you embarrassing yourself like that? Just, if you don't like it, just keep your mouth shut and don't make a story out of it because you just look like an old hating ass dude. Well, let's be clear on what he said. He said that right now we're living in a watered down NBA by, by his opinion. And, um, in his day and age, uh, late nineties, early two thousands, uh, it was more competitive with more superstars. And he doubled down on this. He did not back down from his quotes. <laughs> But he's a piece of shit. And <laughs> he was very injury prone. He left Toronto. I think some of his best years were, were in Toronto, yeah. playing as a second banana to Vince Carter. Vince Carter yeah. Who aren't they related? Yeah, they're supposedly second cousins, cousins removed. But you never know with black folks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like everybody's a cousin with black folks. Yeah, that's true. But um, yeah, he had some good years there. He had a, a good year or two in Houston when he wasn't injured. When he had Yao on his team as well. Still, again, playing second banana to Yao. You know, just like he played second banana to Vince in Toronto. But bottom line, he didn't play in any finals. He he didn't get out the first round, was it, until yeah. he got with the Spurs? He's yeah. He was a constant underachiever. And everyone will be like, oh, they'll look at his stats, look at his stats. That's all fine and good, but he couldn't do anything with it. He had Yao. Yao was injured, banged up on on occasions and everything and whatever was going on with his health. But Yao was, was still a presence. Yao could ball for a while there. Yeah, when he was in the game, he was good. Yeah, T-Mac, I think, had a scoring title, maybe two scoring titles. Yeah. And he they still couldn't. They constantly choked yes. every year in the playoffs. They would be the higher-rated seed, and they would get sent sent the fuck home. He, he opened his mouth in one series 
uh, when he I, and they were up like maybe like three one. After I don't remember who it exa- who exactly they were playing, and they ended up getting their doors blown off to like the next four games and yep. and got sent home. Yeah, the the problem with Tracy McGrady uh, was that he was really a '90s traditional uh, shooting guard or uh, small forward, and I, what I mean by that is. Someone who can drive, has enough handles to create his own shot, you know, plays okay defense, and is a streaky shooter, sometimes a volume shooter. Yeah. There were a mil- uh, those were a dime a dozen, you know what I mean? It, it, yeah. I, mean, I don't know. I mean, not, not saying he wasn't one of the better players in the league during his heyday. He was when he was on the court, not injured. Right. But to compare himself in any way to Steph right now, or even the best players in the league like LeBron and KD right now. It's just ridiculous. I, I think part of it is because he's he's now a, a talking head on TV. I don't, I don't know how long he's been sort of as a national uh, sports analyst and everything. Is ESPN? I think he's he's with the ESPN. I think he replaced um, the guy that used to wear the, the bow ties. Uh, oh, Bruce Bowen? Yeah, I think that's who he replaced. All I, right. I could be wrong. So he might be trying to go the whole Skip Bayless route and just throw out controversial bullshit ass statements. Got us talking, just to get people mad and, and click and and see what the what the fuck he said this time. So I, I think that might be his his stick. Right well, now. but remember though, there, this is a theme for all of this year. Yeah. If you really think about it, there's been uh, Oscar, Oscar Robertson. There's been uh, I believe Kareem. Uh, there's been... There's the president of the association, Barkley. Yes. I mean, the, the haters for Golden State have come out, and for Steph uh, specifically, have come all kind of out of the woodwork. You know, Pippen was one of yeah, them. Yeah, I forgot about that. You know, even Phil Jackson to a certain extent. But what's so funny to me is, if all of those teams were so much better, and, you know, uh, they would destroy the Warriors or Steph ate shit, then how come none of them went 73-9? and nine? Yeah. I mean, exactly. you could make all the excuses you want, but against your own competition in the 90s, 80s, 70s, whatever the fuck it was, why didn't you do it? Exactly. Especially what we're seeing now in the Western Conference. You had San Antonio finish, what, four games behind? Yep. Four or five. Four yeah. or five. So they, they still had an amazing regular season. So don't tell me that, that was a watered-down regular season team. Uh, OKC? You have OKC, who just kicked. The Spurs Santa. send the Spurs fishing. They you can't say they're watered down. They have nope. two two mega superstars on their team. I mean, they're, they're superstars ac- across the league. But even the Clippers, who have a lot of problems and some injuries, they have stars on their yeah. team. You know, and without stars besides Lillard, Portland overachieved. Portland, especially playing at Portland, playing at Portland is really really tough. And uh, they they showed a lot of heart. It it kind of sucks that Aldridge ended up leaving because yeah. it would be. Really fascinating to see how that team and that chemistry would uh, develop with with another star besides the Lakers. So Aldridge seems like um, someone who I'm not going to be respecting as a big man all that much. Okay, what's what's your your thoughts on that? You know, on our pilot cast, you brought up a wonderful term: big man <laughs> lazy, lazy. <laughs> big man lazy. And the more I think about it. You know, he's not demanding the ball. He's not uh, saying this is my squad by any stretch. He can't. Okay. At at least this year he can't. All I know is Barkley's rookie year on the 76ers, he told Dr. J, looked him dead in his eyes, 
and I think Moses Malone as well, and said, y'all need to give me the motherfucking ball more. That's what's wrong with this team. <laughs> I mean, as a rookie, you, I don't think, I think Aldridge's personality is a little bit timid. I think he's a little mentally fragile and not as consistent and, you know, and hardcore. He's not D Wade or your boy Kobe in terms of, you know, extreme confidence at all times. I am the man because I have been the man. He's a very good big man when he wants to be. I don't I, I I see him as someone who isn't a superstar big man at this time. I can I can see those points. I I would slightly counter by saying that San Antonio is a different type of franchise. True. Where they don't they don't really deal and they've never had somebody publicly saying like get me the ball, me, 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 me. It's sort of been like the team, the team, the team. True. Everything runs through Coach Popovich, and he's he's the one talking. Even though he he really does very little talking with the media and keeps with the media and keeps everything short, I think it'll be interesting to see over the next couple of years how this plays out. Because uh, it's this is Aldridge's first year, so he walks into a situation with a obviously a championship pedigree roster and banners just walking into a place where you have banners all recent banners it's Agreed. not it's not like they were winning stuff like a decade ago or anything like that so i think maybe getting in there you don't he, he's sort of feeling his way out duncan's still there duncan's an icon a legend a hall of famer M- manu's there parker's there i don't know and no one really knows how that locker room operates because everything's so secret service quiet about how the chemistry works who duncan is as a as a personality, I don't know if how that would go if if Aldridge was, just came in as the new guy in town and was just like, "Yo, you need to get me the rock right now." Like, it'd be interesting to see, and I would love to see an experiment on what would happen. I don't know. I, I think it's it's a lot of question marks. Aldridge, uh, let me say this: um, I'm not going to compare him to like some of the all time greats, like in terms of big men, like Kevin Garant, uh, Durant, not Kevin Durant, uh, Kevin Garnett, uh, or even Dirk or whatever. But I am going to tell you that even crazy-ass Sacramento King uh, Boogie Cousins Cousins. would say... Are we using Boogie Cousins? I'm using him as a goddamn example. (laughs) I know he's terrible, but he's he's crazy terrible, and he's just crazy enough that if he had gone in there and they were down three games to two, I think Boogie Cousins would would be saying some shit like, Hey fam, give me that goddamn rock. I, I can't I can't co-sign this. I can't I, I can't sign off to this this we need to model ourselves after the Boogie Cousins school of etiquette. I'm just saying men, mentality wise or give it to Kobe or whatever. All I'm saying is somebody oh, he, 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 wait, who who has more money or who has the biggest salary on the actual Spurs? It obviously isn't Duncan, it isn't Ginobili, it isn't Parker. Is it I don't even know how their salary is it Kawhi? It's either Kawhi, okay, or it's um, your boy. You know what I mean? I, I mean, could, I don't even know. It's, it's between him and I Kawhi. For, I forget what his what his contract was when he signed. I just remember he, he signed with them. It's between him and Kawhi. Okay. I know that. Okay, and if I'm saying between the two of them, they are paid the most on the roster. I'm pretty sure. I don't give a damn about those championship yeah. banners in the past. You're down. You're down in a series, showing proof. I don't. I just don't see 
how anyone really outspeaks or criticizes Pop. Like he, I know, I know, it's it, hard. I just think it's like you don't you don't speak out of turn. Even Kawhi, Kawhi is a great basketball player. He's sort of quiet, a silent leader, but you do the play that the coach ran, yeah. and you don't have any any other any other choice. He just yeah. seems like one of those people. It's like a like a like a Coach K type situation where it's like, oh, if, if you're playing for Duke, you're playing for Coach K. It's Coach K's team. It's not like the point guard for Duke. Obviously, it's college basketball we're talking about. It's, it's coming out saying, "I thought the coach should have got me the ball. I I need the offense needs to run through. Like everyone would turn and be like, who the fuck is this dude?'" I I agree with you about not doing it publicly in the media. I'm all on board with that. You know, because that that becomes a Terrell Owens situation basically. Um, but what I am saying is, on the court, when it's money time in the third and fourth quarter, you know, you you need to call you my gotta, number. You got to get someone to pass you the ball. If everyone is is all about this playbook, this playbook, this playbook, there's only so much Aldrich can do besides inbound the ball to himself and run that James Harden type offense. And try I am to- <laughs> a firm believer that the person who is not only the hot hand, but sometimes the loudest and the hot hand gets the ball. Okay. You know what I mean? Like this is the Boogie Cousins, Gilbert Arenas school of <laughs> school of uh I don't run a team. They need to give you a franchise. You need to, <laughs> you need to run the Sacramento Kings right oh, now. Oh, I could actually. This this would be fucking comical. Vlade, hit me up, fam. <laughs> Absolutely comical. I would I would buy tickets. I'd be sitting there front row just with my feet Hell up. Oh yeah. Watching how this whole thing plays you out. Run that pick and roll. That triangle. But yeah, I mean, I, I I lost a lot of not a lot of respect, but a little bit of respect for Aldridge. I just don't see him having a big time playoff performances like I thought he would. Yeah. So I, I um he did better job than that old oh ran, random ass fucking no name dinosaur with a number twenty one on the back of his you mean jersey. The greatest power forward did, in the history of did, basketball. See, that was a it looked like it was a long long time ago. Oh. I didn't know how somebody aged. In a matter of what two three weeks? Look, father, thirty years. Father Time is undefeated. Father Time, Father Time made a <laughs> he, he took out of his check is what he did. Yeah, that well. was real quick. Hey, he look, hey, zeros. wait, wait. The, the last game he scored nineteen points. Well, you getting blown the fuck out? Nobody cares. Oh, when you getting smashed when you getting smashed and blown out by thirty and oh. shit. Yeah, get get your nineteen. Nobody cares. They're, the Thunder thinking about popping fucking champagne bottles in the fucking... Yeah, that, that was ugly. Yeah. I mean, they, lo- they looked old and slow. There's no doubt about it. For some reason, I'm not quite sure if that was his last game. We'll see. I mean, because he did have some, some quality games over the regular course of the regular season, but he... It looked like Father Time hit him in the knees. Yeah. Uh, what is in uh is his what's his contract type situation? Is it think is it more about his decision or is it something like he's I got a contract? I'm pretty sure it's his decision. Okay, and what about what, what are your thoughts with uh, Ginobili? Do you think it's I think it's time more for time for Ginobili. You know, to be yeah. honest with you, as a swing player who's had his injuries, really and truly, when Ginobili was doing his thing and balling out of control, really last decade, um, it was about his like unconventional dribbling and Ginobili would also try to dunk on your ass too. Yeah. Don't forget those days, but then, and he would shoot threes and he would dribble really funny left-handed weirdness and do crazy passes. He was just an awkward matchup nightmare, yeah. but he doesn't have even 40% of that type of athleticism anymore. Yeah. No, you know what I mean? Especially when you you're chasing around someone as fucking crazy as Westbrook, who's just, a oh, hundred miles an hour all the time. You know, let me give some props to fucking Westbrook right now. 
you know, and I, I probably got this from ESPN, but it's just so true, and it becomes even more true as the years go by. He's the most athletic point guard we've ever fucking seen. And yeah. he plays 100 miles an hour. Now, what's funny is back in the day, a coach would bench a point guard like that in a hot minute <laughs> for not running the plays, following the offense, or anything like that. Um, but he's just got so much confidence, so much bravado, yeah. so much anger and fire that you have to let him play at 100 miles an hour every night in because you know that when he's playing like that, he's also playing hard yeah. on both sides of the court. And it's definitely good for uh, their coach, Billy Donovan, to see that and let, let him do it. I mean, a lot of times with new coaches, they get on the scene, they want stuff done their way. This, like, you need to fit into my style of offense, and it seems like... That's not what happened with, with Oklahoma City. I'm going to tell you this right now. I think he's a very intelligent, thoughtful person in a lot of ways. But he would spree well, motherfucking Donovan's ass, and choke him. For you young folks that don't remember this, he would choke his little punk ass out if he ever tried to step up to him. And yeah. it wouldn't be in the media. It wouldn't be. It would be one of those things like, you ain't going to talk about this. And he just <laughs> choke him out right there. Well, I think it's a good, I mean, if you know what's working and you know your talent, I mean, not to say like it's not hard to, to coach that team, but I mean, you got two fucking amazing stars. Yep. Let them do, let them be stars. Well, the other, remember though, uh, when they, what was it? Brooks who they had before? Yeah, Scott Brooks. Um, there was all this controversy about, you know, uh, is Westbrook giving KD enough shots, or how do they play yeah. together? Who's Batman? Who's Robin? Yeah, and all that other shit. They've played together long enough uh, to where they really know each other. They trust each other. They are friends. They do get along. But, you know, you still have to be able to live with games where Westbrook is going to have seven plus, eight plus turnovers. Yeah. You know? Yeah, he's he's definitely one of the, he can uh He can go boom uh, in a bad way at times with, with some of the, the shots. He can put up a a seven for twenty one shooting night and everything, but more times than not, you're you're gonna get high production out of him and everything. And you, you could tell. I think in one of the interviews, he said he had to change the way he was playing for the for these playoffs uh, by getting other people involved, being being more of an assist guy than just I'm I'm going to the hoop, I'm flying, I'm gonna I'm gonna dunk or get fouled, and I'm gonna try to shoot these free throws. It, it was a really good job of him adjusting, especially for a really. A really solid defensive team like San Antonio, they yep. found out what worked to beat them, and they they went with that rather than what he's normally accustomed to. Well, you know, I, I I think he is a smart point guard. You're absolutely right. The other thing that nobody gives credit to it because people are f- afraid to say it out loud, but he's also intimidating. You know, for a lot of other guards, even just defensively, he's coming at you like just like he's flying to the rim and trying to do monster dunks and shit and whatnot. Yeah. He defensively is trying to do the same thing with steals and, you know, uh, playing hard-nosed defense and yelling at people. I mean, he's very Kevin Garant, uh, Garnett. Garnett, yeah. Wow, I said Garnett. <laughs> Fuck, that's a, I've been drinking. <laughs> he's, uh, a, he's a real vocal leader. Yeah. He's, a, he's a definitely, a, not to call it a cheerleader, but he's he's their emotional uh, figurehead mm-hmm. on, on the court, off the court, uh, even on the bench when he's, when he's resting. He's getting the crowd pumped up. He the electricity in that arena runs through uh, Westbrook. Yep. Speaking of which, I think the, his counterpart on because uh, we haven't talked about the Western Conference Finals all that much. Draymond Green uh, is his counterpart in terms of intensity on the Warriors, and uh, it'll just be really fun to see that matchup. Um, 
I think it's going to be high energy. I think the most of these games are going to be very tight. What I think will make the all the difference in the world, though, is uh, OKC has been known to give up big leads late in the yeah. fourth quarter and not play poised, uh, no turnover, um, efficient basketball when it really, really matters. And Golden State will take your fucking heart out when yeah. you do that. I, I also think that... Um... They need to, especially the way, because they they lost in that fashion to Golden State earlier in the year, where where Steph hit that like half court game winning shot. Yep, where they were where, when they uh, didn't need oh, three. Yeah, they didn't need a three. No, it, I think it, they were down by one. Yeah, and he had time to technically get a closer shot. He pulled up from forty and said, "Fuck <laughs> your couch and everything in the state of Oklahoma." It was fucking hilarious. So I, I definitely think. Uh, it's, it's going to be an interesting series. I think a big crucial part of it is uh, Oklahoma City's bench. When when Ain't Durant shit. when Durant and Westbrook are sitting down catching a breather, they need to not fucking shit the bed, and they need to keep it close. Try to maybe put a run or something. Not not just completely be a a, a dead weight uh, holding the rest of the team back when when your two stars need a breather, and and especially with Golden State's uh, with how uh, deep they are with Livingston and. And Festus, they, they they can. It, there's a slight drop off when when Golden State's bench comes in, but not much, not really, because they they just attack you in a different way. Yeah, that that's exactly right. The other thing with um, OKC, um, when it comes to their bench, yeah, it, it, there's just nobody who can really step up and do any type of scoring. Defensively, they're still okay with uh, Durant and Westbrook being on the bench, but if I was the coach. Literally, I would probably run at least Westbrook into the fucking ground in terms of not giving him very much time on the bench at all, even though sometimes, you know, his productivity can go down maybe a little bit, but I would not have three or four minute like game stretches where neither one of them is on the floor. That's just, that's going to be suicide. Yeah, Uh, I think Golden State probably would have hoped to have this series go seven games with uh, San Antonio and Oklahoma City just to give Steph a little bit more of a breather. Um, I think Steph's okay, though. I think he, I think he's okay, but, I mean, it doesn't hurt to, to let him... A little extra time. Yeah, right. especially You're just right. get, getting it. Because the first game, he said he was kind of windy. You could see he was, he was a little bit rusty at first. Then as the game got into the fourth quarter, and, and obviously with overtime, he was he was normal stuff again. That was all heart, though. Let, let's give credit to it. it, it I was, mean, it was crazy. It was it was amazing to watch. I'm sure his body was hurting. You know, his knee is nowhere near 100. percent And to have a fourth, the best overtime uh, scorer in the history of the game was that better than Jordan? Would you, would you put that better than Jordan's flu game? Jordan's flu game was in the finals. Okay. Um, it, a flu can mean as <laughs> little as I have a 102 temperature and I have a runny nose. Or it could mean I need to be, I have a 104 temperature and I need to be bed rest and get an IV. You know, depending on the day and the time. Right. The flu kind of fluctuates. So when you just say flu, I got to look at the symptoms. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like literally get it to what was your temperature? Did the, you have an IV? On the doctor hat now. Yeah, I, I literally <laughs> do because flu means different shit to different people. It really does. Okay. Not taking anything away from that game, but. That was the one where he dropped 60. 
was it sixty in the fourth? Sixty three. No, no, that was that was Boston back in Boston the day. Boston was sixty three. The flu game was, I think, forty something. Okay, so it was but forty it was, in the finals. What game was that? Four, three, four. I bet you got to okay. look that up. On I have, the to, I have yeah. to look it up. But um, this is coming back from an MCL injury. You know, a sprain. We know that he wasn't 100%. We know that he missed two weeks. And he just came back and played with all heart on the road and got the W with the most points ever in overtime. Yeah. And like I said before, Portland is no place, no joke of a place to play in. Yeah. And especially the situation of how it happened where he, you were only supposed to get maybe 20 minutes going in. Yep. Livingston gets ejected on, on sort of some craziness because... Yeah. He he hit him with a double real quick. Yeah, yeah. And uh, next thing you know, I, I was watching the game. I was like, oh, shit. I was like, this just threw their entire fucking strategy for resting him out the window. It really did. Um, but I, I think the biggest thing is you just can't question Steph's heart. He may look like this baby-faced, light-skinned, scrawny-ass assassin or scrawny-ass kid. He just ain't. He's just a fucking tiger slash gorilla in there. And... He hears the hate. He hears the the rumblings and shit, you know? And he just feeds off of it. That's why last season, when all these people talked out of their fucking asses, talking that shit about how they didn't play anybody, how he didn't deserve the MVP last year, how Golden State ain't shit, what did he do this year? He worked on his game and improved. Go ahead. You yeah. got a stat? No, no, no. I was, I was still looking it up. But, uh, yeah, he, he was crossing off some uh, some shit. He had, like, a Kill Bill-type list, and he was going off, crossing off off things. Oh, we got lucky. Okay, Cleveland. Boom, boom. We beat you twice. We swept you. We blew you out in your building with your, your whole squad healthy. And I think in one of the games, they didn't even have Iggy. Yep. So shut the fuck up, Cleveland. Who's next? Yeah. Oh, Wait till they wait till they play the Spurs. Whatever they ended up winning, what three of four versus yep. Spurs? Yep. All right. Next. Oh, they're, OKC. They're not, OKC. Oh, OKC is the real talent. The, the thing. Blah blah blah. Next. Then after that, it was uh, it was oh, set the, the quest for seventy three. That that whole thing got taken care of. They were able to uh, beat the Be- record. Yeah. And then, oh, okay, MVP. Oh, unanimous. Like, what What else do I need to do to shut you hating ass old motherfuckers up? And he, he just keeps on doing it. Yep. And, like, people like, Barkley's fucking ridiculous. And I I really like Barkley as, as a basketball player. He was great. He's really tarnishing his, my view of his whole entire legacy just based on the constant stupid shit that comes out of his mouth. And just the the hating and nagging. He's he's like fucking Clint Eastwood in Gran Torino yep. or whatever. Just get, get off my lawn. Exactly. It's fucking ridiculous, and it, it it makes me sort of even question his fucking expertise, knowledge, points, and, and shit. You know what's funny to me, and, and we always do like the comparison between basketball and football. I haven't heard. It would be like Bo Jackson and Barry Sanders coming out of the woodwork, breaking their fucking necks to say, Adrian Peterson ain't shit. He ain't no real running back. Or uh, Marshawn Lynch, (laughs) man, he ain't that good. You know, in my day, that's what it would literally be like. But you never hear that, do you? No, and I think it's because you really don't hear that with other sports at all. You really don't. You don't hear, I mean, Jim Brown did have some stuff about like uh, 
Trent Richardson and everything, but he was actually right. <laughs> uh, but that's bad. I that's can't even remember that. Yeah, he, he was something like he, he's sort of overrated and shit, and then he ended well, up fucking he, uh, yeah. falling off the planet. Um, but you don't really hear that in other sports except basketball. It seems like, um, and I think a lot of it has to do is because he's so just baby face. He's he's not a big physical imposing guy like like a Shaq or or so, or something somebody like that. And and everyone just has this whole mentality. Oh. No way I'd get crossed up. No way I'd let him pull up on, on and shoot a three in my face. And and it's this it's just this whole it couldn't happen to me philosophy. And it's sort of revisionist history is oh well back when I played, nobody was doing this because we wouldn't have let that shit happen. Like, yeah. no, motherfuckers, you weren't playing with nobody that fucking good. What I find hilarious is, you know, I, I do believe Kawhi Leonard is a hell of a defender, you know. Um maybe one of the all-time better defenders from a two-guard position or three-guard or a small forward position. What's funny to me is Steph does the same shit on him that he does on everybody else. Yeah. You know? He has them on, on skates. He gets he puts everybody on skates. Got him, Chris Paul, dancing around half the time, not knowing where the fuck he's supposed to be looking and going. Well, the dribbling skills are deceptively awesome. And then his quick release is deceptive because he'll lull you to sleep sometimes uh, and then he'll blow by you at other times. Yeah. And then he'll literally, because he gets fucking bored, dance on you hoes <laughs> and then shoot it, you know, yeah. which I, I don't know how you stop it. I mean, he can play off of a pick and roll, obviously with Bogut or Green and y'all gonna stop on the fucking internet saying Draymond Green is only in there to set illegal screens. <laughs> what the fuck is that bullshit? You know, I keep seeing that. I'm like, really? I've been seeing. I've been seeing that. Oh my there. god, it's all over it. Like any like NBA Facebook group with them illegal screens by Draymond. Get yeah. the fuck out of I here. I do. I I do think we need to uh, give Clay a lot of credit for holding holding the uh, the ship down. For Golden State, while uh, Steph was out, he was he was putting up some big games and, and playing huge. And uh, I think a lot of people shouldn't forget that uh, they probably they might not be in this this situ- this position this situation uh, if Clay wasn't able to to ball like he like he was able to do. Clay is a true two way <coughs> shooting guard, and let's be very very clear, he's the best two guard in the league, and. I don't know why that seems like a statement that doesn't get stated out loud or said very often, but you're the starting two guard on a team that went 73 and nine. You got to put some respect on that. <laughs> name, you yeah, know? Yeah. It's, it's true. I mean, who else has done that? Yeah. You know, there are two splash brothers, yeah. but yeah. So I'm really looking forward to this Western conference final. It's going to make a really good, I'm excited to watch. Um, you got a prediction. Yeah, I do. Um, I'm going to say 4-2. 4-2. I'll give uh, OKC a couple home games. I was going to go Golden State in five just based on how – I mean, they had that one game that was pretty close, but the other ones, from what I remembered, Golden State put a, a good whipping on them. They did. Um, it looks like Oklahoma City has gotten their shit together. So they could win two, but I'm still going to say Golden State in five just because I think that bench is just going to cause too many problems and Westbrook's going to go back in the, going to have to go back into the I need to, to bail out my bench mode kind of kind of deal. And 
it looks like that'll be, uh, I guess, the end of the Durant, Oklahoma City uh, tour, possibly. Possibly. I mean, Durant is also a very quiet superstar. Um, now, I, you know, I was obviously hard on Aldridge, but Durant, I'm, I'm the polar opposite. I think he's just incredible and one of the, the league's greats. You know, I know he hasn't won a championship, but he uh, he can obviously go anywhere, but... I don't know. I just I can't quite see him leaving. I I think he's there's been some sort of documented uh issues with him and the media there. They they him, have media in OKC? That what they they call media there. <laughs> uh and even with with Westbrook, like they hate a lot of their their beat writers there and there's been like some some very standoffish type stuff. Go, go to New York and or Philly and tell me about beat writers. Yeah. I, I just think it's it's the way that they act. I don't think it's they have an issue with the beat writers doing their job. I think it's the specific ones that cover that team. I don't know the guy's name or anything, but there's some documented history with like some, something went sour with some quote and sure. someone trying to make some news. So, and with there, there's only really, there's not that much media there. So no. I guess they keep running the same fucking guy that is supposed to be their reporter from their major news outlet or newspaper or whatever out there. Whatever. Um, I think he's gone. Um, Where? I don't think he's going well it'll be interesting to see what because there's still some coaching vacancies that need to i guess be filled that's true um he's not going to a lesser team like a non-playoff team let's not let's get that out of the way right no because he's got he grew he's got home ties to uh washington dc that's a non-playoff team it's a non-playoff it's it's a non-playoff team they do have the walls a very talented point guard they were in the playoffs last year, and they they didn't they didn't they get to what the second, semifinals second round I think yeah, yeah they yeah and then they took a sort of a step back and everything and I didn't really follow the Wizards that in depth to know exactly what happened. Wall's a talented point guard. Um, they hired Brooks, so if they have some sort of chemistry, if that's Durant's sort of guy and he he likes him, he is loyal. Maybe maybe. That's something to possibly oh, entice Oh, you're him? saying Washington hired Brooks? Yeah, Washington hired Brooks. Just now, after this season. Unless I'm... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's... I'm pretty sure I saw it, unless I, I got my, my facts wrong, that right. uh, it, it went from, like, interview to, to being hired. Cause, okay. Because uh, I remember Ryan wanted uh, Houston to sign Brooks, because he, he wants Durant to go to Houston, but I don't... That shit ain't happening. That's, yeah. that's a toxic place, Houston. Um, yeah, it's just not working there. I think he needs to go to L.A. That's where I'm calling... Kevin Durant to go out to is Los Angeles. Keep that Kobe mama mentality going on. Put up some more banners. Take over the state of California. You can do this, Durant. Go to the Lakers. Now that the fantasies are <laughs> over, um, you know that's not happening, right? We'll see. Well, Star power. Jesus Christ. Movies. Yeah, yeah. Hollywood. Exa- exactly. Lakers uh, girls. Yeah. Jeannie Buss. <laughs> Phil Jackson. <laughs> we getting the band back together. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I... I actually, I'm going to give credit to the Lakers and say, uh, if anybody can do it, they they could. I just think they, they don't have the pieces or the political will. I think the dark horse would be Dallas. That's okay. I think Cuban would definitely go make a hard pitch. Okay. He, he did go to school in Texas for that year. Yeah, he did. So maybe Texas is a comfortable area for him. He's not going to San Antonio. He's not going to to the Rockets. You know, it'd be a fun dark horse with a lot of money and who are serious about playing some ball and are already a playoff team. Portland. 
That would be pretty interesting. Imagine that. That'd be pretty interesting. I don't know how they... Aldridge left because of, was it just he wanted to get out of there? Or was it money that Portland just wasn't going to pay him? Because it seemed like it was already known that he he wasn't coming back. I can't remember all those details off the top of my head. But in in any event, Aldridge is gone. But there were also three other starters that left, too. Yeah. Uh, Wesley left. Yeah, Platoon, Bladoon, whatever the fuck. Um, So... Uh, all I'm saying is another smallish market, but a lot of heart. Lillard is a young tiger of a fucking point guard. They got some talent. They got some coaching. That might not be a bad situation in the uh, Pacific Northwest. Yeah, but if we're almost getting to the point with, with Durant where he needs to win something before we Tell- start before we start looking at him with a side eye being like, you're great, but you don't have a ring. Here's the deal. Um, I agree with you to a certain extent. I don't think he's ever going to be under the same microscope that LeBron was under for those first 10 years of his his career. Um, but the reason for that is we were seeing LeBron play literally high school ball on ESPN. And he was the chosen one and all this other stuff. And so, you know, after... And, he, and he's played extremely well in the playoffs for like 19 years. I think with Durant, he's, he's a, a different he's type a, of superstar. He's... I, I, he's a superstar. Let's let's. He's, and it, he's on the top tier. If we're gonna go by tiers, it's Steph, LeBron, Durant. I agree with that. And two of those three people have rings. I agree with that. Multiple rings. Do you ever? Well, actually, well, it could be possible multiple rings. Do you see any scenario where Durant encounters the same type of? societal pressures that LeBron had before he won in Miami. It's, it's different because you have the whole backstory of it's Cleveland and Cleveland doesn't win shit. And they get excited because, Hey, we are supposed to win shit now, but we still haven't won shit yet. Um, It's just a matter of fact, if you're calling someone a superstar in any sport, if you are a top three superstar, you need to start adding some rings to your to your resume. That's why I don't consider Melo a super superstar. Well, Melo ain't shit. Exactly. You you got to get you got to, and he's he got to a finals, but he hasn't been back yet. He's got pieces. Wait, he of got ra- to the finals. Oklahoma City. Oh, I thought you were talking about Melo. I, oh no no no. Okay, I was no. like, wait a minute. What kind of revision <laughs> is history bullshit? We on now? No no no. Oh, yeah, yeah no yeah. But um they and. He's got all the pieces. They just can't seem to to get it together, and that window might is it's not getting more open. I, I think know, I think he's got he he needs to get something going where I, where people like let's say another one another star that's going that's accelerating to top tier super superstar status, mm-hmm. even though he's young, is Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is an amazing basketball player. He's he's a no beast. talent around him. He's got no talent around him, so I think you can sort of he gets a pass. In certain aspects, it's only like his third or fourth year, too, right? Uh, I'd have to, I'd have to look that up. But I mean, if people are saying, "Oh, he's talking about him being a possible MVP," this is mainly last year where he yeah. pretty much had the team, and he can't really stay healthy fully. So I think that's working against him. But Durant doesn't really have any excuses on why he doesn't have a title for being as great of a basketball player as he is with multiple scoring championships. I I agree with you. The only possible excuse is. You know, Oklahoma City was so fucking stupid to let Harden go for really nothing. 
Um, but but you're right. I, I'm I'm done with the excuses because that was like three years ago, three four years ago. I think though, from a pressure standpoint, I don't think he's going to f- suffer anywhere near the pressure of LeBron ever. And I think um, KD's career is sim- more similar to another Hall of Famer who nobody ever talks about anymore, but Dirk Nowitzki. When it comes to uh, extremely talented, and you just have to have one of those years where you put the right pieces together on the right team at the right time, and it may happen. But nobody throughout all what is it, eighteen years, seventeen years, whatever the fuck, however the fuck long it has been for Nowitzki, ever put any real pressure on him saying he's great, but he needs a ring to validate. They just said, "Oh, Nowitzki's great." I yeah, I I can see that. I don't think that. I don't think Dirk was a top three guy. A top three? Would you? He was up there. May, it, debatable for sure. I think in his prime, prime. I I want to say that there were some of those years with Nash, and maybe some of those uh, like I don't know, oh eight, oh nine, twenty ten, where it was possible to say he was without a doubt a top five player in the league right some of those years uh, yeah i he was in a in a in a top tier i don't think that this that tier was as exclusive as this tier maybe that we have right now is because before steph got on the scene it was durant and lebron true and it was nobody else like it was durant lebron and then then people were looking at carmelo as as being yeah, like, well, because, yeah, because, Carmelo's well, is the same. He's because the same of, age, and and some people were making excuses for Derrick Rose if healthy to be in that mix. Yeah, but le- let's also not forget Steph forced his fucking way in there. Yeah, what he said was, "Fuck what y'all feeling and doing. I'm me." Yeah, and he did it in a completely different way with with just being just shooting, bombing threes, and shooting and and his drives and. Layups and you know and team basketball too. I mean, he's also still going to give you six or seven assists that nobody wants to ever talk about. Yeah, but I I do think though if and to go back to Durant, if he if they finish unsuccessful this year in, in getting a, at a championship and he does leave, then what? Then do we look at him as saying like, well, he couldn't get it done there, so now is he? And you can't really say he's trying to team up with somebody because he's got a fucking good good ass fucking teammate now. He has a good. One good teammate. You're yeah. Right. So, but I mean, in terms of, I, I, it's almost like Oklahoma City right now is a really good chance for him. I want to say the best chance, but in terms of other places he could go, unless he wants to team up with somebody out east and just skate to well, the. If he would go to like, let's say, a, I don't know, an Indiana or something. Yeah. It, but then it's it's sort of just taking the the easy way out by saying oh well i can't get in through this door of the 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 main entrance of the club in, yeah. in the western conference so i'm going to go through the side back door where there's no security in the eastern conference yeah i, I hear you and i agree uh i don't know where he's going to end up i i don't know enough about him he's too quiet and uh, not quiet i i want to say private of a superstar for me to really psychoanalyze where he might go and then I don't know all the, the particulars of who has the most cash, per se, in free agency that is a potentially good match, you know? Because, yeah, the Lakers do have a lot of money and draft picks and whatnot. I, I completely hear you on that. But they're a mess. I mean, they, they, <laughs> they literally were the last place team in the Western Conference. So, you know, 
as weird as it sounds, a place like Utah or Sacramento would make a little bit more sense because at least they have some more pieces there. Oh God, do I, I? Boogie is toxic. You can't match up anybody with Boogie Cousins. He's all except heart. that other toxic motherfucker, Rondo. You got yeah, two fucking exiled people yeah, living. In- <laughs> Sacramento's a mess. Yeah, might as well be the San Quentin Kings because yeah. they just nobody wants them. Go play in Sacramento. Sacramento's a tough. A tough town. I mean, they got nothing around there. They're second fiddle, obviously, to you know the Bay Area and uh, to Southern California too. They're a forgotten franchise in a lot of ways, but they're the only show in town for Sac. I think they get a new arena this year, don't they? They do, and it actually looks really nice in downtown Sacramento. I haven't seen it. Okay, Um, but at the same time, I don't, I don't know what that franchise is going to do. Yeah, I think something that might be interesting to see uh, how how Boston shapes up. Boston was a bunch of young young kids. Boston, they got uh, a young coach. I look, they look to be a team that uh, could be possibly on the rise. It's it's hard for me because at the end of the day. This is the sixth straight year of LeBron completely shitting on the Eastern Conference <laughs> and saying, I don't care who you are. <laughs> Not, he hasn't always had the number one seed either. You know, because remember, what was it, last year or the year before that, Atlanta went on that tear and won like 64, 65 games or something like that. They had the best record in the East. Yeah. Didn't fucking matter because you were going against LeBron's team, whether it was Miami or Cleveland, over these last six years. And all Eastern Conference teams that have faced him. Remember when we all heard about uh, Paul George and how dominant Indiana was, and it was their heyday, and they're back. They got the best two-guard in the league and all this other bullshit. didn't fucking matter. So it's weird for me to hear about an Eastern Conference team, quote-unquote, being a contender when the giant pink elephant masturbating in the room is, can you beat a LeBron team in a seven-game series? Right. Till yeah. that, till I see that happen in the Eastern Conference, I don't think anybody is literally worthy of mentioning. Yeah, it's, of being mentioned. Yeah, the, the East is really sort of a, a joke. It it is, but you know, where does the pride and like the cojones come in? Where you say, "I'm not losing to a LeBron team again," and you draw that line in the sand. I don't care if you have to form up. I don't care if you have to. Get ejected. I don't care if you have to go Gilbert Arenas and shoot up the goddamn stadium. <laughs> when does the pride come in to say this team is not going to beat me, or at least I'm going to push it to a game seven? I haven't even seen many game seven no, in the Eastern Conference. It's like finals. none of those teams have like the Bulls at the time seemed like they could have that identity where we're like, all right, Cleveland, we're done with you. But they're they're too banged up and they they got they're sort of crumbling internally. Six. Years. Let that sink in for a quick second. Four years in Miami, four finals. Two years in Cleveland, assuming they beat Toronto or uh, or Miami. Miami. That's six straight years of dominating your conference. And I don't even like it because I, even though uh, we have our our good friends uh, at pre recorded live, I I love seeing Cleveland upset and sad and depressed. I can't it's have hilarious. I can't have Cleveland win anything in my lifestyle it's, in my life in my lifetime. I enjoyed watching Boston people, and I hate Boston people too. But I the Commonwealth, that's <laughs> <laughs> has to be safe, man. Yes. So I I enjoyed when they when they were bitching and and all sad and crying and watching little kids cry over the Red Sox. Then they win and they're all happy and shit. I, I that that hurt me down in my soul. 
Cleveland is the only city left where I need them not to win anything. If Cleveland wins something, I have no new city to like shit on and laugh at and be like, like a running joke. Because, I mean, I, I sort of laugh at Detroit because I would never want to live in Detroit. But Detroit's won something in my lifetime. Yeah. Tigers won yeah, one. They, uh, Pistons won. Yeah, Pistons. I've seen Pistons win several back in the, the bad boy days and yep. in, in, uh, with, with Tayshawn Prince and, and all that shit. So I have no new city to shit on. Yeah. It's got to be Cleveland. It needs to stay Cleveland. And Cleveland is a perfect town to shit on. It just is. Because they almost take pride in the fact that they ain't shit. Which is funny, you know? I don't know. It's just, it's just a, a weird it's so place. True. It's so I, weird, you know? I'm trying to, like, I guess the next one would maybe be Charlotte. I guess I would, I think I would redirect my hate to Charlotte. That way I could laugh at meme face. Crying oh, meme. Oh, yeah. You know, I love the fact that Jordan, he's such a revered player and a Hall of Famer and obviously one of the best players of all time. But... He's known for that crying fucking meme. He's crying meme. What year did he actually do the cry? Wasn't that that like was his two, Hall of Fame speech, but, I thought. But wasn't that like two, three years? It wasn't this past year, right? Well, where the meme blew up or when it, he actually had crying When he face. did the actual cry. Wasn't that like 14 or, t- or 13? I thought it went back. No, because he, he, it, was, it was at his Hall of Fame. So was that 09, 2010? I mean, I feel like that was years ago, but I can't quantify what fucking year it was. All I know is it wasn't like a few months ago, but the meme has blown up, and they will put that face on every like celebrity or person that is going through some shit. Yeah, it was 2009. 2009? Yeah. It wasn't even this but decade. But that, that was before meme culture blew the fuck up. That is true. So, I mean... I, and I'm, I'm going to enjoy growing old and watching people <laughs> fucking not know who Michael Jordan is. They're going to associate him with crying meme. That crying old man. Yeah. Why do, why, North Carolina, that's the crying meme, guys, school. That's I don't want to go play ball at, at, for the Tar Heels. That's, that's crying so meme. Great. I'm going to sign with Duke. I'm going to sign with Kentucky. Nah, I don't want to fuck the, the Bulls. That's crying meme. That, no, so I'm going to enjoy it. I, this, is, this is great. I'm, I'm so watching great. someone who I didn't really like too much growing up watching basketball and then get idolized as this Paul Bunyan fucking godlike figure like he never lost a a, a basket a basketball game like he never missed a shot or, or failed in anything in life. I'm enjoying watching him being reduced to fucking crying meme. That's great to me. And yeah. I, I I wanna shake the next person's hand that I, I meet that will refer to him as crying meme. Yes. And it, it'll be some like young kid and I'm going to die laughing. I'm like, this is perfect. This is the, the society I want to live in. I don't even know where the creativity comes from with all the crying memes. Uh, they have them on deck. I like, they're loaded up. They're loaded up. There's a, there's a Jordan meme, like, army. Like, they have shit. I saw when, uh, <laughs> what was going on? They had some crying memes ready. They were ready for when, for the Warriors when yes. if they didn't get to 73. They, yep. were gonna, they, they had some faces ready Just to go. Ready. They're, like, they're like, fuck, I got to throw this in the recycle <laughs> pail now. They had it ready. Like, I've seen some creative ones. Like, oh, uh, man. It was like the one, the guy at the Masters. He, it was like the seventeenth hole, and he shot some ridiculous fucking shot. And they fucking rearranged the fucking outline of the hole with like Microsoft Paint to look like crying meme Jordan face. I was like, that's some motherfucking talent. Yes, it just works so goddamn well. That one, and then not to go too deep into meme culture, but those Pacha memes from Emperor's The Emperor's New Groove. You you rock those. those oh. That's your that's your bread and butter. Oh my god, oh, they those were, memes. The one that goes just right. <laughs> you know? The funny thing is, very few people remember that movie. It wasn't like a big hit Disney movie. 
Yeah, oh, oh, that's great. That's, that's great. One. He's, show, he's showing me the meme of, yeah. like, it's the Jordan. Oh, <laughs> I don't even know whose face this Chicago one. Bulls outline yeah. uh, of, of just the crying meme, Jordan. Yeah, so maybe maybe Chicago. Since they, yeah, so Charlotte and Chicago is on deck for my, my yeah, shitting on the city. the White Sox win? I, yo, well, the Cubs are really good right now. Yeah, the Cubs ain't, you know the Cubs ain't winning shit. They're, they're, they're they ain't re- winning nowhere. I, I can guarantee. What is it? It's May... Thirteenth, whatever. I know. I know you don't follow baseball as in as much as as I per se do. I think they've lost eight games so far this year. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) They, you hear me, Chicago? They gonna choke. They might make the playoffs. They ain't winning no motherfucking World Series. I can tell you that now. I hope not because I want I I, the race the race for city that Stitch is gonna shit on. It's right now Cleveland's at the at the top. Followed. Very shortly after, by Chicago, then Charlotte. But this will be too determined as as sporting events play out for the rest of the uh, basketball playoffs. Go. There you go. Yeah, so playoffs are in full swing is really, I think, where we are right now. Um, what was your – so you thought the Warriors would go 4-1? I'll, I'll, I'll say, yeah, Warriors in five. I'll All go right. Warriors in five. And you're saying uh, Cleveland goes back to the finals? <sighs> Unfortunately, yeah. I don't want. I would get more enjoyment out of them not making it there, so I can keep Cleveland on top of that shit list. And ultimately, Dubs win. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. If it would be hilariously funny, because when I was watching the game in uh, Santa Rosa, we, uh, me and a couple other guys uh, that were there, we go in like the hotel like lobby mm-hmm. and get like a six pack of beer, and we're just sitting there chilling, watching the game. And uh, these people that were checking in the hotel come in, and they run over to the TV and. They look at the score. And they're like, "Damn!" And I was like, "Okay." And I was—I remember I'm—I'm I'm in northern Northern California, where uh, for people that don't really know where Santa Rosa is. So I'm like, "Oh, oh shit!" I was like, "Maybe they're actually from like Oregon or something like that. Maybe that's what it is." They were Cleveland fans. Really? Yeah. Like that? They're like, they're like, oh yeah, we're Cleveland fans. Blah 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 blah. I was like, oh these motherfuckers. I was, I was like, get the fuck out of my face. You know what's funny though? Um, California. And they probably have this every fucking where. Like, I'm sure New York has this on overdrive. But, like, in this, even in the city proper, like San Francisco, there are a whole bunch of Pittsburgh bars, Chicago bars, Green Bay bars. Yeah. Um, you know, where your transplants from all over the country can feel at home. And, and they may even have a Cleveland bar. But I, I know specifically there are bars yeah. dedicated to There's, those teams from out of state. When, uh, when my birthday was this past weekend, uh, past Sunday, when I was looking at bars just to go and, and sort of watch b- the baseball game at. And so I was looking at a couple lists. And I saw a lot of Boston ones. There's like a one called like Connecticut Yankee or something like that. There's some Chicago ones. I know that there's a Bay Area bar in New York, which I mad I missed out on going. Really, it's called uh, Flan- Flanner Flanners Flanneries or something like that. It's a heavy Bay Area bar. Like oh, it's shit. It's been like featured on a lot of stuff, and um, it, and it's, it's in New York City. It's in New York City. Oh, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to look it up like off okay. the cast. But it's 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 really legit. I've seen like pictures in there, and like you'll go in there, and they'll be. It, specials for like Warriors, Niners games. That's they support awesome. all the Bay Area, and I was, I wish when I was living in New Jersey, I'd have known about it because I definitely would have checked it out and everything. That I like that aspect of things because, and it's one of the things I don't do as much over here, but I I actually will maybe for the Western Conference Finals and when the Raiders start back up and whatnot, and maybe even for th- some A's games. It's fun to like go to a place rather than just watch it at home and just be with folks watching a game who are all into it. You know what I mean? 
And the the closest place around here in you know the East Bay for me to give a shout out is uh, Ricky's, which is a hardcore Raiders bar, but obviously the Raiders only play you know eight home games yeah. or whatever, sixteen games or whatever in the I, fall. They go hard for the A's and Warriors too. Okay, I actually found it. It's uh it's called Finnerty's, and uh, it's in Manhattan. Actually, it's oh, uh it's on like Second Street. Once I I pulled it up on the map, I recognized where it was at. It was uh right off Second Street and like. It looks like East 13, so it's uh, deep in the, in the Manhattan uh, borough and everything. Right. Not next to uh, Hell's Kitchen or anything, but... Uh, the Yakuza! <laughs> it's, it's sort of near the village and everything. The village is a really nice area of uh, New York City. It's, uh, it's a really cool spot where you can just walk around and uh, kind of reminds me of San Francisco in a lot of ways where there's a lot of bars you can just pop into and have a drink and on the little outdoor sidewalk patio thing. It's chill. I know as a West Coast person, I'm supposed to kind of look down on and shit on New York. But I love that fucking town. I really do. New York is, New York's, it's nice. I enjoy it. Um, it's got its its own separate attitude and it's its own legitimate swag to it. And it's, it's definitely something you can take pride in being from. And I think it's really cool. And you can't really compare it to very many other places on the, where, on the planet. Yeah. Where, where you where you're saying like, I'm from Queens, I'm from Brooklyn, I'm from Manhattan, Staten Island, the Bronx. You can, you, you have New York, you're from New York, but then also you have your own little subcultures of oh, yeah. where in New York you are. And you don't have that with like LA. Like no one's no. like LA oh, blends together for yeah. the most part. I and mean, no one, they're, people are not united like like how New York is either. People have heard of Hollywood. They've heard of Compton now, based on NWA, basically. Uh, some folks have heard of Santa Monica per se or Pasadena, but it's nowhere near the same. No, you know, people just think of LA as just a giant city, which it is. It kind of sprawls out in all directions, which kind of does too. You yeah. know, but it, New York's New York's really cool. Uh, living up in North Jersey it was cool to go there. Uh, I don't think I got a chance to go to a Knicks game there. Um, I did go to a lot of Nets games at the time when they were the New Jersey Nets. Uh, those tickets were really cool to to get, and uh, I watched a lot of games with uh, where Jason Kidd, Richard Jefferson, uh, Vince Carter, uh, Kenyon Martin. I used to love those guys, except obviously they had to go up against the the Lakers and stuff. So I had to twice. Yeah, I was like, sucks for them, but it's like I, oh. I love I love Jason Kidd, and uh, but if I recall Lakers. correctly, Byron Scott was the coach of that team. Yeah, he was took a team back to back to back finals against obviously a very superior uh, team in the Lakers those years with Kobe and Shaq. And they got fired. That was one of the stupidest and ugliest decisions I'd ever seen from a head coach I, standpoint. Uh, looking back on it, and I I would have to sort of go back in, in memory lane. I thought there were some issues with uh, Jason Kidd. Kid. I'm sure there were. And and uh, Byron Scott, which at the time everyone was like, nah, whatever. But now that Jason Kidd's a coach, and you kind of see how like Jason Kidd's Sure kind of stubborn. Yeah, the way sure. he pulled that power move with the Nets where he's like, oh, you're not going to give me my... Uh, Part part leader or GM GM status. I'm going to Milwaukee, and everyone like totally was like, "Oh fuck, Jason Kidd!" And then he turned Milwaukee. Milwaukee's a nice young team, and they're, they're doing they something. They, they, they got, got some, talent. They got players, and they're putting it together. But uh, we'll take some years. But yeah, yeah, they're, they're in it. The other thing, though, whenever I hear uh, two things with New York, I hear a lot of conspiracy theories about the NBA's rigged and all this other bullshit. If the NBA truly was rigged, there is no way on God's green earth you would see the Knicks be as shitty as they have been. 
for the past 40 years. Oh, man. I do, I do love watching the Knicks be bad. Yeah. I mean, well, it's, it's fun to see them be bad to a certain extent, but I at least want them to be a playoff team and be bad. Like, to get swept in the first round or something, we can be like, ha, 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 you ain't shit. This is actually sad and pathetic, you know? Yeah, and they've been sad and pathetic for quite a long Years. time. Like, yeah. Madison Square Garden used to be like this premiere event. Like, hey, you know, did you know that – uh, this West Coast team like the Lakers or Sacramento or That's where the all Warriors. the stars were going yeah, to they're, be seen at. Yeah, they're playing in Madison Square Garden on Friday night. Oh, you know. Yeah. It ain't really no. shit because it's like you're going up against the Washington Generals, yeah. basically. Spike it? Lee is still there, but Spike Lee is just Spike Lee. Yeah. Thing yeah. And everything. Nobody really cares. It's sad. So when, when I hear conspiracy theories about the NBA, I'm like, well, how come the Knicks are so shitty? Yeah. You know? That's where the NBA's headquarters are. That's obviously the biggest market in the country. It's a basketball town in a lot of ways. It's a sports town. Yeah. You know, but it, it, it's a not just a Yankees and New York Giants and Jets town. It, they would fuck hard with the Knicks if they were good again. Yeah. If Yeah. And I, I definitely think it's funny that uh, Brooklyn got got the Nets because now it's, it's sort of they have their own little mini kind of civil war between the two franchises. But they and both ain't shit. They both suck, you know, and everything. And and the 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 Russian owner for the Nets came in talking a lot of game about how he was going to build this this great franchise, and he's sort of failed miserably. Oh, absolutely! He went out and got uh, Darren Williams, who I thought was was Chris Paul option B. We all thought we all thought he was better than he was. Yeah, he he was. It, it, I wouldn't even say that we thought he he was good. It, it wasn't like we were seeing some fluke. When he was doing shit in Utah, he was he was balling the fuck out in Utah. He was, and he was going. To, he was giving teams problems, but it, but it just something happened. I don't know if it's just he got lazy or just out of shape. Or I, I think a little lazy. I think you know that fire wasn't burning as bright. Yeah, that at the end of the day, you have to have a serious passion for eighty two games a year, especially when you're on a franchise or a club that isn't really that good. Yeah, and they tried. I mean, they tried putting. Uh, even though it was later on, it was uh Pierce and yeah. and Williams and Garnett there, and that just didn't mesh really at all. They ended no. up at maybe getting swept or getting eliminated in five, and then we didn't hear anything from that. That that whole team got blown up. The real deal is this: it's lightning in a bottle when it comes to a player personnel, because it's not just your on the court talent; it's also your ability to meld together and buy into a system. On paper, the Warriors that are seventy three and nine this year are almost identical to the fifty four fifty three win you know team from a couple years ago mm-hmm. that uh, uh, Jackson was coaching. On paper, right? Yeah. I mean, they had Steph, they had Clay, they had Dre, and they had Bogut. Yeah. The only real piece that changed was what Lee, David Lee, gone okay, and gone, but. And Not Lee really. was better those years. That was before he, yeah. he got a little bit more injury prone. He was still somebody who could give you 17, 18 points and eight rebounds. So uh, what's the difference? The yeah. intangible stuff, the you know, the little things, yeah. how you practice, how you have that fire and burn. Yeah. Staying healthy. Yeah. And the Warriors, let's give credit to them. They had a chip on their so- shoulder all fucking year. Yeah. And these old heads keep putting it back on there. Yeah, you with, know, with random ass comments and and side shots and well, it ain't ain't even just old players. Yeah. Let, let's be real, your boy, and I like him, but 
Bron Bron threw some shade earlier this I, week. I heard in subtle shade. And I didn't. I was. I only. Heard, I guess had. I didn't hear it out of his mouth, so I couldn't hear the context of how it was said. It's worth listening to. It doesn't sound as cringeworthy when you see the words come out of his mouth and how he's explaining it in full context. But at the end of the day, instead of saying congratulations to Steph, he deserved it. Wow, what a season. Um, you know, but I'm very focused on our next opponent in the playoffs in the Eastern Conference Finals, which is the tagline of what you should say in that moment. Bron Bron kept talking about how maybe there's kind of a difference between most valuable player on one end and the most valuable or the best player in the world on the other end. I'm like, the fuck are you talking about, fam? <laughs> He, that he, sounds like salt. Yeah, right? Yeah. Steph won the MVP. He, he was the first unanimous one. I know as some as Braun has won four of them, I believe. It probably didn't feel great to have this skinny kid from, you know, from Davidson do that, it. That you lost to. That you lost to. Le- less than a year ago in, in the finals. But here's my thing. If you feel some type of way about it, do something. <laughs> yeah. Feeling froggy, leap, mofo. You will more than likely have a chance to face him in the finals. If your ass lose to Steph this year, ooh. (laughs) There's going to be more crying memes. By my calculations, won't that be a three-peat of losses in the finals? I think it shall. I think it would be. Yeah, Yeah, it would be. So don't let that happen. No. You know. So anyway, uh, way more to come with uh, with the battle yeah. playoffs. Um, any uh, any Does other any winding up parting shots or anything? We got. I guess we're about an hour ten minutes in. Yeah, I, I would just say you know <laughs> keep watching uh, basketball. The draft is coming up. I did not watch a whole lot of college basketball. Um, the, my excuse for that is people don't know shit <laughs> about who's going to be an all star or a hall of famer. Out of college, it's it's interesting. Um, I still need to do a little bit more homework because obviously my team's uh, invested in the draft this year. Yeah, <laughs> um, the kid from I can't, and I'm so mad because his name was in my head. There's a kid from LSU that's pretty much supposed to be going number one. Um, he's got a questionable head on his shoulders based on a lot of shit that was going on when he was in college. Like he didn't academically qualify for the Wooden Award because he sort of just completely stopped going to class. And everything and, and his Jeep. He, he just sort of was college was just he was just there to go to the NBA. He was just on campus just to play basketball games, not go to class and everything. And he got in a lot of trouble, I guess, academically with with their institution at uh, LSU. And I could see his face is a, a real light skinned uh, black dude. And then uh, there's a I think a, the guy from Oklahoma who's supposed to be really, really good. Yeah, and yeah. Um, people were comparing him to Curry. Just, just cause, just cause it's the it's the thing to do now. So it it, it seems like it's between those two guys that are going one two uh, that are I, who people are trying to get. I honestly don't care. It, to me, the draft is literally irrelevant. The NBA game is so different, you know, from college. It's so faster. The people are so much bigger. The scouting is so much better. You have to show and prove to me. If you show me something impressive. Not just individually, but being able to lead your team to wins 
lead it to the playoffs. You know, um, unless you can do that, then miss me with any of this bullshit. Because I think some there were some talented people from the year before, but like even though he got injured, but uh, Jabari uh, was really good, and you know before that Anthony Davis. But so far, their impact on the league has not been felt. No, it's and it's it's harder to follow college basketball, especially back in the day when when we were younger, where you had people staying four years. It was easier to to know who was up and coming and who was. Who is uh, going to be graduating or, oh, this person's coming back as a junior. Oh, Kentucky's going to be good. Now it's just like, you know, Kentucky's going to be good just because they have a new squad of high school kids that are coming in that none of us has ever seen. But supposedly they're really good. So it's it's hard to even evaluate it. And then you're they're only there for a year and then they're thrown into the NBA pool. So it's hard to even really get a good feel on on who these people are. The uh, the LSU guy was Ben Simmons was, okay. was the guy that uh, I was trying to think of. So it. it it's difficult. It's it's more of a challenge, um, and especially with how all these players now are being taken from uh, out overseas. And yeah, but you're I, not, you're I, not I, seeing those games here in America where you can get excited about like a Dante Exum. Exum and and I like that though. I mean, first of all, the level of competition is so goddamn high for the NBA. It's actually higher than it was in Tracy McGrady's years, yep. which was just a little while ago. Yeah, it was. You know, the country's bigger. There's more people playing over over in China and overseas and Asia and Africa and everywhere. There's still the same number of roster spots on the NBA uh, teams. So, I don't know. A lot of people aren't talented enough to make it in the league. And uh, a lot of people who are superstars in college will not be. Yeah, Curry was not the number one pick. Yeah. He's a two-time back-to-back MVP and may get two championships under his belt before age 30. Yes, Me. this is true. We you shall know? see. Stay tuned. Yeah. So, yeah. I guess on that note, we'll we'll wrap it up. Uh, thank you guys for for joining us. Uh, any other shouts you want to? Yeah, why don't you on? give out uh, your own uh, Twitter handle? And we do need to make a group one. But yeah, uh, it's uh, it's Hey, it's Stitch H E Y I T S S T I T C H. Uh, that's how you can find me on Twitter. Uh, we're going to be, uh, creating some, some Facebook type stuff and uh fan page going on with the, um, with the podcast and everything. And, uh, obviously, like we said before, we, uh, this is our little side podcast going, going over basketball stuff. If you guys have some input or even want us to hear us talk about certain topics or got any questions for us, send them our way through Twitter and, uh, and we'll definitely respond back feedback wise. And, uh, we'll talk about whatever it is that you want to talk about and get our opinions and, uh, Tell us what it what it is that you want to hear us talk about, and uh, if we're doing something wrong or doing something right, you like it, you don't like it, let us know. And mine is uh, at Cthulhu's Prodigy, which is C T H U L H U S P R O D I G Y on Twitter. You can hit me up at any time and uh, let me know that I don't know what I'm talking about about hoops. You mm-hmm. know. Uh, so thank you, and we will create that uh, that group Twitter Twitter page or whatever. But send feedback. This will be on iTunes and. Uh, SoundCloud, hit those comments uh, with some good facts. Yep. Right on. All right. Mamba out. Ah. <laughs>